It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. This show is Mike Babchik and his friends wrapping up the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio through the mind of one sick, vile, deranged human being, and that's being kind. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchik's Morning After. after. And now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchik. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchik's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week, all the gold. On the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz has been non-existent. The show critically crapped on the show that is still here for now. So you let me, the lovable loser for Morning Man, the guy you know, and No. No. Guide you through the week that was on Channel 82 as you've been guzzling down the programming all week long. You're a little hungover on this early morning, but I have the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. Say it with me, my friends. It's more clips. 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 Clip up a lose up. Don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Baptrick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. That's right. Anywhere. Anywhere, Eddie. Even your wife's vagina. Anyway, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa, that's the way you start off whoa. a Baptrick's morning after as they're joined by my friends, Eddie Erickson, Relax. producer of Mad Dog Unleashed forever. There was a reason that he did that. He's teasing. That's a power tease in the business. You like that? And then, of course, Scott Messina, <laughs> the producer of Morning After for now. And what a week in sports. Actually, it was kind of wild, man. You know, I like to say that every week, but most weeks I'm lying. This week, crazy <laughs> stuff's going on in the NFL free agency. Aaron Rodgers decides to stay with the Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson, he's traded to the Denver Broncos. How about the Washington Commanders getting Carson Wentz? Who? Yeah. Yeah, you know it's bad for the Colts. Let's go, commies. (laughs) You know what? Now's not the right time for that chant. But you have Carson Wentz. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have Carson Wentz. The Colts told you he's so bad. They wanted to get rid of Carson Wentz so they could pursue Jimmy G. Yikes. That tells you all you need to know about one Carson Wentz. Before we get to Mad Dog Chris Russo talking about what I thought was the biggest NFL story of the week, we got to talk about Eddie's big week. As um, This week, Eddie Erickson's wife, and I was on the phone with him live when this happened. Eddie Erickson's wife discovered his, um, his number two. Uh, sticking out of a toilet Yeah, bowl. let's keep it clean. You want sticking out of the toilet? Come on, man. <laughs> that's a, that's a Mount Vesuvius. One, yeah. Mount Vesuvius. Like <laughs> I heard it was coming out of the water, but Eddie forgot a flush and there was problems. I heard your wife screaming, in real and then time? you were screaming back. Yeah. No, don't look in there. Oh, I didn't flush? Oh, you saw it? Well, forget you saw it. <laughs> Eddie, have you, has your wife recovered from seeing that? That was bad. And you, you saw what I did, too. I went right on the offensive. Instead of just saying, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, no, what did I say? I, I've seen you leave a plunger in the door. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't just be graceful about it, be embarrassed, and walk away. I had to go on the assault. That wasn't good. <laughs> First, you were extra defensive. So defensive. So, so what, you wife... never gone to the bathroom? <laughs> so def- And then you're like, all right, so I had a big coffee. I haven't gone for a couple days. And I had, I had two big coffees. You know what coffee does to me? And then immediate turnaround, let's go on the offense. I've seen your plunger in there. I can only imagine what that looks like. <laughs> well, because Do your you reaction, live- this is a woman who actually was going to leave me at one point, but yet this stung more. <laughs> why? Why? 
what? It was like just stunned disbelief of that could come out of someone. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. so disgusting. Wow. So did you not flush? Did it not go down? Did you well, forget? Here's what happened. I had to use the restroom. I was on the phone with Mike. The whole day was falling apart in real time. Appropriate. Everybody always wants to talk to one guy when they dump, and that's me. Yeah, I'm always, the guy. Always. I'm the dump call, and I'm here for I'm, everyone taking a dump. I was making a deposit. I'm actually talking with Mike in real time. I get a text that says, my board op, Colin Schmeling, is calling in sick. So I said, well, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that's it. That's it. I'm going to have to run the show today. That's it, man. I'm the, I'm the backup. I got very distracted. I got up, cleaned up. Never flushed. Wife walks in five minutes later to, <laughs> to a, a horror show. I heard the noise of somebody who like walked in on a dead body. I literally yeah. heard a gas. Like, oh, what? The <laughs> Eddie, you forgot a flush. You were so defensive. Oh, and you saw the toilet paper too? It was a real mess in there. Like you had so many. <laughs> but you, you guys, like obviously, you guys keep the bathroom like sacred and private. It doesn't work that way in my house. Me and my well, wife, open door policy. We have open door policy, but not when making a number two. You're in the shower. No one's coming in to use the toilet. My wife, she'll come in pee, but she's never come oh. in for a number two. Oh, oh see, my wife <laughs> never would be, That's like In all these years, we, we, we've... Like making a steamy you're damn right, it's rude. Right I'm taking a shower. I don't even know if the steam is from the hot water or from my <laughs> wife's ass. And that is a major problem. And she, like, she'll go, oh, this is a bad one. Oh, boy, she oh, had, she the, comes she had that burrito. She comes in. <laughs> all the noises are coming out. I'm in the shower. Now, I will do the same thing back to her then. You see? Because we started this vicious cycle. Vicious. Yeah. You have two bathrooms. I don't understand why this yeah, would ever one, happen. Because there's stairs. <laughs> Now, you know, I'm blessed with a, with a second. I'm blessed with a basement, but you got to go far to get to that no. basement. Your house is so tiny. Walking. There's a kid's gate but, in the kitchen. You got to figure out how to open it. There's so much walking. And their bedroom right. is furthest room right. away from those stairs. So exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a so, uh, so me and my wife, toilet time uh, for the Babchicks, but not for the Ericsons. Yeah, but, this is a great breakfast conversation. I'm glad we're indulging. Well, in we're it. not having it. This is just a sidebar. <laughs> the conversation is about Calvin Ridley. That's the big one. And I thought that was a bigger story this week than Russell Wilson, than Aaron Rodgers, than Carson Wentz, and all the quarterbacks on the move. Calvin Ridley was suspended by the NFL for an entire season, an entire year for gambling on the game. While he was away from his team down in Florida, he found a book that was open for only a month. He places a couple bets on this online app, 1500 bucks. And what you realize right away is Calvin Ridley is not a professional gambler. He's not an addict, Eddie, let's just say. No. Because um, he's a novice. He's a rookie. He bet an eight team parlay <laughs> an 18 parlay I'm, are you kidding me the, and i'm a sucker and, and scott messina rips me all the time being the parlay king that i am the spread in the over is what yeah. he always does yeah. favorite and in the over never favorite even, in the over every never time. wins <laughs> no you've never hit wins. a couple he's hit a couple I mean, of course i've hit a couple but i've lost more than i've won the red. i like the three team parlay at one o'clock who doesn't like that during those early sunday games because you got more of them but who doesn't eight and thinks he's gonna win and he was betting on the atlanta falcons to win <laughs> He probably split them like ones and fours. Or did he yeah. do all the one o'clocks? I'd like to know. Could have like, been an octo box one o'clock or yeah. Don't Imagine you he use did that like, term around me? Yeah, he's not a Hanson guy. He's not That's a that Octo box. Oh, oh, God. Oh, the red zone <laughs> flashback. <laughs> now he's getting upset again, folks. He's getting angry. Does this guy got make it about him? Just watch the games. No, he, oh, you know, God. the worst is if he did a Sunday night football into Monday night football parlay. Then he's a psychopath. You don't do that. You group it all together in one nice window and then yeah. you have a, a winner or a loser in a couple hours. 
dollars, and he bets on the Falcons. The Falcons were terrible against the spread. This guy's just—he's bad for gamblers. <laughs> I am. I mean, this is terrible. Now, what did Mad Dog Chris Russo think? Did he think it was an appropriate punishment the year? Here he's well, talking about out. Calvin Ridley. Let's find out. A Mad Dog unleashed. So we're going to suspend Ripley a year uh, for Ripley he says. <laughs> who knows? Believe it or not. <laughs> For $1,500 on five games that he may have <laughs> Believe played it or not. in late November of 2021 when he was hurt. And then blew it And then the NFL, on the other hand, Ripley. is going to go wink, wink when they give the a wax, Super Bowl to Las the wax Vegas. Figures. They let Davis move his team to Las Vegas. The they have Mariucci doing commercials who's on the NFL Network <laughs> and who do nothing but gambling ads all over the place. I mean, Mariucci. and if you go back to like history, Eddie line. you know, Did you, you got give him that line? I mean, Rooney, the old Steeler owner, who everybody loved and when he gambled on horses like you wouldn't believe what back in the 30s rooney oh he was a huge gambler what is gambling on horses tim marrow the grandfather of john was a gambling was it was a bookie a professional bookie he was a grandfather for crying out loud i may go out rosenblum walked in a yankee stadium and put a half a million dollars or i think it was 250 to be exact but put a quarter of a million dollars on the colts to beat the giants by more than a field goal or what three and a half. That? And Rose so what happens playing? in overtime? They go out there and they score a touchdown and win 23-17. Their excuse says after the game, well, Myra wasn't a good kicker. Well, Myra had tied the game up at the end of regulation with a I'm kick. Confused. For crying out loud. Oh, I mean, my God. And Unitas is throwing a ball on their last drive. Unitas. When they're already in field goal range. You don't think that'll lose something to do with Rosenblum? I've been shooting $50,000 on a game. And Rosenblum, let's be honest, died from some very mysterious circumstances taking a swim in the Atlantic Ocean. It may have been the Pacific, (laughs) but you get the idea. A la Bruce Sternen coming home, took a swim out into the middle of nowhere and didn't come back. What? What? Wait. Dern, at least, had a reason. Disenchanted by the, Vietnam, huh? by the Vietnam War. Who knows? Maybe Rosenblum owned the bookies billions, so they knocked them off and threw them in the ocean. Like the big pussy. Who knows? <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, what just happened? Whoa. I know we got to Sopranos. And that was all in real time. Pussy. That just came right off yeah. the top of his head. Yeah. Now, the big pussy is the Sopranos. All right? I understand that. I don't know Correct. how we got there. Vincent well, Pastore. Who's the yes. person... Who's swimming in the Atlantic Ocean dead? How was the person dead if they were swimming? How did that? That happen? was the actor Bruce Dern from the movie Coming Home. It's like 1978. No. So then he gets okay, from there. Rosenblum and he segues. Is who? How do we, that would be Carol. Only I would know this, and I would only know this because of working with dogs so much. <laughs> that was Carol Rosenblum he was talking about. And he was the owner of the Colts back in the 50s, and he was making reference to the 58 championship game. 58 championship oh, game like did. it was yesterday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where I think Rosenblum, story has it, he bet 250 grand minus the three and a half. And oh, oh, oh they kicked, they, instead of kicking a field goal, they scored a touchdown in overtime. And United Covered. threw the ball. I mean, he broke down the game. He threw the ball. They had a great pass. <laughs> so now we're just breaking down United's play. Do you think anybody right now, though, could group Bruce Stern, Carol Rosenblum, and the big pussy all in one story? No. <laughs> Along no, with the him. Maras and Johnny no, and the Rooney's. No, only him, and that's not a compliment. Calvin Ripley is the piece that you should focus on it today. Now, United's and Rosenblum and a guy swimming in an ocean who's dead. Yeah, I guess he can't swim. I can't uh, swim. I guess he can't and swim. He had, so. And he had uh, Calvin Ridley the whole way. Right. And then all of a sudden he called him Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> so Calvin Ripley with the longest toenails uh, on earth. Um, you could just check him out in that great exhibit. And then you also have, you know, all the president wax figures. You know, he's the one who gets caught. Here's my issue. I understand that you broke the rule a full year. 
When you look at some of the penalties over the years, they weren't that harsh with people who have committed real crimes. This is not 20 years ago when you did have bookies, when sports betting wasn't legal in all these states. Obviously now you have to put money up front. You have to have your credit card. Before you didn't, maybe you could find yourself in a hole. Sure. Maybe a bookie could say you want to get out, you throw that game on Sunday. Maybe you have a fumble, you drop a pass. You know, maybe there's a plausible scenario. Is there a plausible scenario now? No NFL player is going to fix a game. No. No NFL player who's worth his salt, who's already playing on the field, making an impact, who's making all that money, is ever going to throw a game. All right, so they're going to bet a prop bet that's capped, and that's going to change their mind on a football field and how they play in their effort? Get out of here. No way. And if you're going to bet on your own team, good for you. It probably makes you a better player. Calvin Ridley's getting those little messages we constantly get about how they've uh, boosted it. The boost. <laughs> the boost. He's, doing the, he's doing the boost. Yeah. And I go to do it, and they're like, max bet $50. What? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, exactly. These same game parlays where it's like, oh, these are pretty exciting, and you get this, oh, great odds, man. I got an odds boost. But then I can't bet a thousand. So everybody's like, the integrity of the game, this did nothing to hurt the integrity of the well, game. An NFL player can play fantasy football. They should be allowed to bet on the NFL. You want to rule? Cares. You can't bet on your own team, I guess. You can't bet to on lose. the team that you're How playing. about that? To lose. But or my your God, own man, team at all. Fine. If Calvin Ridley had some inside information and wanted to bet the over or the under or some prop bet because he knew the running back wasn't going to get the carries, that doesn't affect my odds. That doesn't hurt me. No. It's all the same for me. I'm watching a product that I know I could trust. There but should definitely yeah. be tears to the punishments, That I think. That's for sure. Oh, oh, Scott, oh he wants boy. to tear it up. Take, we're tearing it up, baby. That's the tear it up, Scott. Take it a week. I'm crying with these tears. All right, how about Russell Wilson, right? So he's got the big trade to the Denver Broncos, which was crazy because it happened on the same day as Aaron Rodgers signed his big contract. Aaron Rodgers, all the headlines are his, right? He owns the world for two hours. And That's then Russell it, Wilson. Russell Wilson is the girl who gets engaged at her friend's wedding. That's what happened right there. Best friend's wedding. Everybody's looking at the bride. That should never Until, happen. Who Until. does that? There was a scene in the movie The Hangover where Ed Helms' character actually said he was going to do that. He brought the engagement ring to a bachelor party in Vegas. He's like, look, look, look guys, I'm going to get engaged at your wedding. And they were also happy for him. I'd been like, whoa, chief, pump the brakes here. Except yeah, that yeah, they yeah. hated his uh, girlfriend. I know, and, and they, they hated the girlfriend. At all. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. <laughs> spoiler alert. They don't get engaged if you haven't seen oh, The Hangover. We you spoiler I did, I don't remember that part. Too you soon, ruined the movie, <laughs> In real life, you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You can't it's get bad engaged form. at my wedding. That's just bad form. You know, we talked about one recently, Louis Anderson. I mean, Meatloaf overshadowed him. Oh, Meatloaf died, ever. Louis Anderson died same day. Louis Anderson, no headlines. Meatloaf got all the headlines. Overshadowed. Terrible. The only thing we saw in Louis Anderson was just his very small part in the movie Coming to America, where he played a uh, cashier at McDowell's. Well, they didn't have That's time rough. because Meatloaf died, <laughs> and he right. overshadowed his death. talking about Meatloaf. So all you saw was this great scene where he's like, in 30 years, you could be a manager, but no family feud highlight? Don't well, have time. Was... And the ultimate overshadowing is my brother overshadowing me and my parents' dog, who they gave um, Every day. I mean, every single day. They gave my, uh, the dog my birthday, <laughs> and it's overshadowed me, but that's for a therapy session at another time. <laughs> now, how about Steve Torrey? You talked about the Seahawks side of things on Mad Dog Daily. But the fact that you do have two first-round picks and you've mm. developed some capital is a step in the right direction. You, look, mm. you're not going to make the playoffs or win a division with Drew Locke. I, I, I mean, I think we would all agree on that. Seems very confident. And I think with okay. Pete Carroll being 71 years of age coming up in wow. September and he coming off a seven-win season, I don't look at him 71. and say, you know what, okay, I'm going to rebuild now. So okay. you're right. Who's they get right? Fant in the deal, and that's, you know, he's, he's – uh, Water. 
He's a tight end that you can, that you can obviously do some good things with. <laughs> they got um, somebody oh, on. The, they got a, a, an upgrade on the defensive what? line in Shelby Harris. Somebody. Those are two important oh, no. players, and you bring in Locke, and you got two first round How picks and a pair be? of second rounders, by the way. <laughs> so you do have plenty of draft capital. Oh, capital time! And right, that so is a step Steve in the right direction okay, to try sorry. to replace Russell Wilson because I think we all feel that well, Drew yes. Locke's not going to be the guy. That's a good point. He's not. All right, so there's Steve Torrey on I mean, Mad right? Dog Daily. Oh, whoa. So whoa, whoa. what are the options out there? You have questions? Almost a silence. Sorry. That will be fascinating to see. My fault. It's my bad. Is it a trade? Right. Can you package a trade oh. with whatever you've got there? You know, is Deshaun okay, Watson know. a possibility? You know, there are options out there. All right, there's Steve. Is that it? There's Steve Torrey, uh, Mad Dog Daily. Uh, he's a tight end who, uh, I'll tell you, he could do uh, some good things, and he could do some uh, bad things. And then there's... Um, uh, the player, very good player, um, uh, somebody, somebody who uh, is a very good player. This reminded um, me of the movie Draft Day <laughs> when Seattle gave up, they gave up their whole draft for yeah. a quarterback, but, but in reverse. But a, a good they quarterback. Just, they gave up everything. And that was for a player who, uh, who was going to do some good things. And then That's Kevin nice. Costner got their punter, too. Did I tell you I took the Mormon this week? Oh, what a pain in the ass. <laughs> I got so I got so many zooms. I mean, you think I can remember? You think I can remember who was traded back in that trade? That was great. The play, he literally said somebody, <laughs> somebody came back in the trade. It's a bad chick move, right? You know there. what I have to oh, go through to great. get someone in this building? You wouldn't believe oh, it. You talk about a challenge. You think Pete Carroll is a challenge? How about doing twelve zooms and getting someone in a building? Are you kidding me? That's a challenge. <laughs> Starting uh, over at seventy-one, yes. wouldn't you just retire? No, at really. Seventy-one. <laughs> would you want a new challenge in your life? No. At that I've had age? enough. I've had what enough. should be your challenges at seventy? Leaving the house with pants. Leaving. Yeah. Probably. Make sure your shoes how much are on. Money you have. Well. Way to ruin middle. the bit. Scott, well, now it's no, the Scott, exact income, Scott. Scott, Scott, <laughs> Scott, literal Scott. Well, it depends. You know, how many annuities did you have when you were a younger man? And it, well, you, did it grow properly? I mean, if you could retire at sixty-five, I mean, you could have a good payment each month. Well, before I could answer this funny bit in a fun way, tell me his four hundred one k situation, pension. How many years did he put in? How many years did he take out? He's a head coach in the NFL. He's made millions. He's, he's they have good. A fund. Can you tell me I about know his fund? He's good. So seventy years old. All right, you're not working anymore. I was answering what your should goddamn be, question. What should be your challenge <laughs> at seventy? Your only challenges should be getting a table at the diner early, peeing less than twice a night. Very. That's good. a major win. Yep, great one. How about putting your shoes on? Uh, eat with the shoehorn. I'll allow it. Keeping your pants from falling so you got to wear suspenders. Making sure you have no giant ear hairs or nose hairs. Not accidentally calling someone or FaceTiming them by accident. Or how about staying married after 50 years? Yikes. Which leads us to a story on Morning Men this week with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchek, and Willie Colon. I agreed to pick up my kids at school yesterday because my wife didn't want to leave the house because I'm just a really good dad. So I was like, no problem. I'll do it. But then she also wanted me to take my daughter to dance and pick her up. Those are extra activities. So you know the deal, especially in the snow and the elements. I said, sure, for a price. And that, folks, is how you get a BJ Suroff on a Wednesday afternoon. For that, oh, yeah. I got a big old BJ. Yeah, I got a BJ yeah. Ryan. Oh, yeah. Right before my nap. And then she was. <laughs> now, I didn't have, have the longest nap because then I had to get up and get him at school and everything. So. I was rushing. when After the nap, I had the worst split pee. I had the worst split pee of my life. I don't mean the soup. When I went to pee in the bathroom, I had one stream going straight down to the carpet, and the other one was hitting the lid on the pool. And I, I, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. You know what happens after, you know. Oh, you know, after activities, yes. It always gets clogged. Usually the streams meet in the middle. This one didn't meet after that. Um, 
you know, release of uh, my excitement. I had one, and I couldn't figure out how to do it, so I was like lowering my peepee. But then, then it would hit the, it would hit, go in the toilet one stream, then the other stream started. I promise you, peeing on my feet. It was the worst <laughs> experience I've ever had with the two lane split pee. It was horrible. Oh Funny thing God. is, Willie said to me the other day, you remember, Willie, you texted me the other day. You're like, hey, God told me to tell you to stop peeing on my balls. Yes. And yesterday, I peed all over my balls. <laughs> One day later, it was like the pipe froze, sprung a leak. It was the worst. It never reconnected. <laughs> I said, Beth, there's a huge problem there. I was like, I got to go. I can't clean it. She's like, what? I'm like, you have to wash every towel that's on that floor. There is a puddle. Of urine. It looks like I just peed on the floor. <laughs> I got it on the tissues on the top oh part of the toilet God. bowl that sits on the... It was the... I was like, everything. Throw everything out and wash it all. Sorry. Bye. Bad split oh, pig. Next time I get... Next time I get French onion. <laughs> now, those are challenges. Now, those are challenges. Now, maybe <laughs> you don't have challenges. those challenges at 70 because maybe... Finding no a quarterback, erections. no big deal. But split pee, that's a problem. That is a problem. You can, Drew Locke is just fine. <laughs> Figure out the split P. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After as Middle. we're going to talk about numbers, mm. weddings, and speakers. Mm. Oh, That's all speaker. coming up next right here on Mike Babchick's <laughs> Morning After. Welcome back to the best hour of radio you will hear this week. If this is the only hour of radio you will hear this week. Mike Babchick's Morning After. Take it away, Babs. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Recapping the week that was. And don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. And I mean anywhere. Anywhere. Even in Pete Davidson's garage in Staten Island? Even there, unless Kanye's there. <laughs> in that case, Pete, get out. Get out. Because he's coming for you. <laughs> you, think, you, think for Pete, you. you think Pete Davidson still listens to Kanye's music? Yeah, I think he listens to it more, in spite. If Flashing Lights comes on the radio, it's still a great song. What are you going to do? You gonna Never turn heard it. Off? <laughs> Flashing <laughs> lights, lights, No idea, lights. man. Oh, there's, well, there's Eddie well, Erickson. I was, I was thinking about it, because my favorite band, one of them, the band I've seen the most, Metallica, if James Hetfield wanted to kill me, would Master of Puppets still be my favorite musical collection of all time? I wonder. Maybe if it was Lars... Who wanted to kill you? You could still listen to Metallica, but you're hearing James's voice. You can get away with like the drummer. Now, now that's interesting. So now, so Tom DeLonge. If Tom DeLonge banged my wife, could I still listen to Blink One Eighty Two? Well, let me ask you a different question. <laughs> Hold on, how is that and a different all... question, Scott? <laughs> Pete Davidson is banging Kanye's girl. No, because it, from because you're talking from Pete oh, Davidson's whatever. perspective. If because if someone wanted to kill you, would you still listen to their to their music? Kill banging, kill banging. So let no, me ask you this way, Mike. The... Let's just say in an alternate universe, you somehow got together with what was her name, Shannon Mokler, whatever her name was, yeah. Travis Barker's incredibly hot ex-wife, and now Travis Barker. Right, exactly. You. That's right. And he's about your height too. Very small man. Um, and he's he wants fine. To... He's just the drummer. So he's as long as it's drummer. not Tom DeLonge. And why can't Tom DeLonge bang my wife, <laughs> Scott? Are you saying my wife's not hot enough for Tom DeLonge? Is that what you're really saying? That's just wrong. All right. There's Eddie Erickson and Scott Messina, of course, Messina, the producer. Morning after four now. What a week it was on Channel 82, recapping all the moves in the NFL with the quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Broncos, Rodgers, still with the Packers, Carson Wentz, Commanders, and they did it. The millionaires and the billionaires agreed, and we're going to have us some baseball. Baseball's back! Who's excited? Oh, jeez. 
Now, Eddie Erickson, you were at the house this past Friday night. Oh, uh, and you stayed over. We did a great morning after Saturday morning live. Good time. Right here Good on Mad Dog Sports Radio. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, we didn't mention any of the activities of the night before. No, why would but we? Why would we? But you showed up. We had some drinks. I want you to hear this recap. I'm not sure if you know this. On Morning Men with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Cologne. Listen to this. We went to the great uh, Smokehouse restaurant mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. Friday night. Okay. Of course, I brought my wingman. That's my son, Joey. That's of right. course, David That's Miller right. drove us around town. Absolutely. That's what he does now. BMW, Jerry, the ice cream the man, Mr. Balls, actually all showed up. They actually want to play softball. People like softball. Now, the problem is the softball is only for people in my mm-hmm. town, so everyone's going to have to get a fake address and fake name. You guys need fake IDs? You need a fake fake address and a fake name. You could only live in the town of Mamaroneck. But I did. I put a picture up uh, from Smokehouse, and I said, this is my beautiful family. And everybody's like, oh, man, your wife is so hot. You're complaining all the time. That wasn't my wife. I was messing with the world. That was not my family. So there's some random guy and and some woman. But the next day, Mr. Balls called me. We call Mr. Balls because at Falcon 4, (laughs) he pulled his balls out during the big group photo. Mr. Like Balls Jerry. called me. He's like, that was That's a great cam- time lesson. I'm like, yeah, wow. yeah, it was awesome. I was like, that girl was all over me, <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, all over you. I'm like, see, shows. I still got it. And if we wanted to, got we could one. go out. We could get a side <laughs> piece. We could get any girl in the world. Side we should piece. do that. And he goes, yeah, I'm in the car on the Bluetooth with my wife. <laughs> so I guess I'll call you back. And then you oh. phone with <laughs> And then the phone went out. <laughs> Yeah, Eddie, do you not remember this hot waitress that we had? I remember a couple of waitresses, and I liked everyone. When I get to that <laughs> level of alcohol intake, I like everybody. I think beer goggles hey. were named after me because I just, I think every woman's a beautiful at that point. Me too. It's seriously after the second or third sip of a beer. Oh, yeah. Something yeah. happens to me it where- It feels so good. Oh, hey, come here, honey. And again, we had a dinner where, well, I, I couldn't tell you. Thank God I took a couple pictures of my food because I, I couldn't remember what I actually ordered I and ate. amazing. Yeah. And then Eddie, by the time we got back to the house, I didn't walk in at the same time as you, and I found Eddie outside my house lying on the gr- right in front of the garage. <laughs> and it turns nap. out I was in a puddle because my pants oh, were very God. wet. Oh, excellent. I'm glad because then you slept on my couch. Yes, I did sleep on your couch. Eddie called me the next day. You're like, yeah, you might want to recheck where I mm-hmm. slept because uh, when I woke up, I was covered with a McFlurry. Did you make love to a McFlurry? What Everywhere, happened? Everywhere, man. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All I know is I got up 4 o'clock in the morning to use the bathroom. I stepped in something that was wet. The McFlurry is everywhere in my bag, all over your floor, on my boots, the rug. So 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm there with Clorox wipes, scrubbing, cleaning. I'm worried about Beth at this point because I understand I'm barely welcome in the house as it is. I I make a mess like that. I might never be welcome back. (laughs) So I'm hands and knees scrubbing, scrubbing. So I just wanted to alert you. When the roaches come, that's probably from the McFlurry under your couch that just kind of leaked all the way down. My floor is it's still so sticky, and I refuse to do any extra cleaning. (laughs) But every time I step on it, you could hear... You're right, though. Like, you should fear Beth. Like, you finally made it to the upstairs oh, portion. Yeah. You've been here so many Although times Although she did now. run and hide. Beth was hiding. Beth was hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> she had to go at that just that very moment. I'm surprised the door was actually closed. You've really hit middle age because you brought me upstairs to show me your new refrigerator. Like, you were so proud yeah. of it. Like, you built yeah. it. Come yeah. here, look at this yeah. thing. Look at this hey. thing. Look at this. Look hey. at this. Water. We got hey. the water out here on the ice. They get the ice. We got cubed. Crushed die. Look at this thing. I got really a variety, man. Look at hey, this. Hey, look at this. I got an ice thing in the in the freezer <laughs> too. I got double lights. You, you pulled I out. <laughs> you pulled out the drawer to you show know me. me. 
Look at the storage in here for the freezer. Look at this. Oh, it's amazing. And I'm not. I have no pride of anything. And there's <laughs> nothing. I, I don't have pride. There's nothing I'm prideful for except Show for this fridge. What a fridge! Thanks to the insurance money from a flood, and oh, I bought a fridge. A beautiful thing. But yes, I did finally get a hold of Mr. Balls, and I was like, Yo, so is everything okay? I was worried about it. Is your wife thinking uh, that you're cheating on her and that you're running around with me? And he goes. No, she actually looked at me right after and she goes, <laughs> what was he talking about? And, and I was like, I have no idea what he was talking about. That's Babchick for you. And she's like, oh, okay, that's Babchick. You well, see, no because way- I'm such a mess. I never announced that there's people in the car, but even though you should, because the minute I do that, it looks like something's up anyway. Uh, right? So yeah. if my wife's yeah. in the car, you call me, I put you on speaker. I don't say anything. I just let you talk. And you're like, how'd you do on that parlay? <laughs> Right away, I'm fucked. <laughs> You're done. But, <laughs> I'm You're done. done. But the minute I talk to you, hey, Mike, hey, my wife's in the car. I get the, oh. right away. The, the head shoots to the left. What? She looks at me. What? Yeah. What were you going to talk about? Oh. Well, what are you up to? What are you up to? Guilty. The, be- the, the best thing you can do is just not answer the call. Of course not. You know, you're with people because you're right. If you say it and announce it, well, then there's something to hide. And then if it comes out, then it's even worse because there was something that should have been hidden. Of course there was but something to hide. Here's Mr. We're men. He called me. Why is he calling me with his wife and his kids, by the way? I found out we're in the car as well. His kids, and you got me going, hey, we're still hot. We could still get anybody we want. Let's go do it. We're great coxmen. Let's go do it. We're stick men. Let's get it done. All right, to the football week that was. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers resides the Green Bay Packers. And everybody wanted to know how much and how long we will see Aaron Rodgers losing playoff games at Lambeau Field. And Eddie, that's why you have on Peter King, the NFL insider on Mad Dog Unleashed. And that's where Doggy wanted to start with Peter. And listen close so we can get all the information that we're after. Let's get Rodgers out of the way first. I mean, he's downplaying what the money is. I mean, I guess a lot of people think that it's not going to affect their cap in 2022. What can you tell me about the financial particulars as far as the Packers go? I don't know what they are. (laughs) <laughs> Great, and there's Peter all right. King with the man Peter dog. King I'm glad we got to the bottom of that because <laughs> I want to know about all the financials and the particulars. And, and there we have it. I, I also love how dog says, uh, "Let's get this out of the way," like it's a homework assignment. Work. Why don't you want to talk about Aaron? Let's get it out of the way now. It's a big chore here. Let's move it along. It's like taking out the trash. Dog's not a cap guy. He doesn't want to talk about the franchise tag. He does not want to talk about guaranteed money or what it counts against the cap. He hates. All of that. Yet, with him not being interested, it was the first question he asked Peter, which I <laughs> well, thought hey, was a we got to get out of the way. You know, don't ask about it. I felt like we kind of we sandbagged Peter there. We, we bring him on to talk about, you know, the generalities of this stuff. It just happened. And Chris wants the actual financial <laughs> breakdown of the entire deal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't Why really would Peter know? Why would Peter? Peter's not that. I mean, come, come on, on, man. So Aaron Rodgers gets the monster deal. I wonder if his family called him to congratulate him and he sent them to voicemail. Yes, Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk to his family, yet he officiated a wedding this week. David Bakhtiari, the big guy, his yeah. buddy, got married and Aaron Rodgers was the guy to officiate his wedding, which we talked mm. about on Morning Men with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Colon. If you have Aaron Rodgers bringing you together, you're not making it. You are not making it. You have about six months, and then the per- the other person's going to ghost the other one. Or there's going to be some passive aggressiveness and, and, and social media posts. And next thing you know, this relationship will just fall apart. Babs, That's what's going to happen. I'm going to pull an Ev here. Babs has a good point. You got you to understand. Wow. No, he's onto something. You, he's he onto has, something. You, you I think it's over. Something. 
because this man hasn't had a stable relationship in, throughout his whole career. Usually the guy who officiate the wedding, usually also years. married. Oh, it's a good omen. This guy is married. I love him. He's a great <laughs> dude. I want him a part of my life. I want him to officiate my wedding. But if you're a guy who's been through multiple rocky relationships, actually denounced your family, and you want Dad, this guy Patrick. to officiate your wedding, mm-hmm. seems like a black cat. Where are you guys with non-religious leaders officiating weddings, meaning not a priest or rabbi or somebody like that? I've officiated uh, three weddings. Both guys were Jewish. I was a hit. I killed it. <laughs> Do you <laughs> have to like learn religious stuff, or it's wow. just like just a non-religious way? Like, well, no, Do you step on the it was glass. Like a script. There's over like a hundred oh, something people there, and they're all staring at me. And here I am, this down. big black dude walking down in the tux. Whoa! And I was like, oh man, this is about to get interesting. But I, you know, it was a good time. I nailed it. And, uh, interesting. Both the couple loved it. You should do Mike's next one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, I really, I should renew my vows with uh, my lovely wife. I never had a wedding. The next one won't, won't be till Billy Babs is out of the house, so that's about 18. So we got time. So we can renew years. the vows, maybe, oh, and Willie can uh, actually perform the wedding. I think that would be beautiful. I'm sure my wife would be on board for that. Uh, Scotty Messina, the producer of this fine show, asked me to, to officiate his wedding. So, of course, I'm on board with it. Did I don't he think reneg- he actually. Didn't he take it back? No, he definitely did. Oh, he, he definitely did. did. And yeah, his, yeah, his fiancé. His fiance had no issue with it. In fact, I think it was her idea. She thought it'd be funny, and I was going to take it really unseriously, and yeah, I was going to really you know have some fun during the wedding. But then um, God, I think honestly, what the uh, the soon to be in laws shut it on down. Shame oh, on them. Oh, the loosen up a little shut bit. It down. That's yeah. a yeah. still move. Yeah, they're smart, smart obviously. Real. <laughs> they were on top of it. Uh, boy, would Good I have been that a sham. Now, were you lying about that, Scott? Were you okay with that? Or was it really just the in-laws that said no? It was like a combination of everything where they yeah, said, like, oh, lying. maybe, you know, maybe go more uh, traditional with this. Cooler heads prevail. Thought about it, like, ah, <laughs> you will have your moment at the reception. That Good I job, exactly. I'm making Good a job, speech. Scott. I'm going to go up to Scott at one point during the wedding and ask him to film me. You know, as exactly. Uh, exactly. Well, even I, I can see I it already. That's funny. At my own yeah. wedding. Where's Goldberg? Where's Goldberg? Goldberg, get over here. Film me. I'm going to do something stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, Scott will have to film me in my speech. But I, my I knew wedding. Scott was lying a little bit. We talked about lying this week on uh, Morning Men. You have to lie to your wife. The wife says, do I look fat? Does this dress make me look fat? How do you answer? No, it's your giant ass that makes you look fat. Exactly. So that you don't lie. <laughs> I had to steal that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife, we figured it out this week. There's something I need to get her if we have another baby. We've had three, but maybe we have a fourth just I so I buy this product. thinking about that. <laughs> Listen to this clip on Morning Man with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Colon. A vagina speaker that lets you play your favorite <laughs> tunes and even plug in headphones. We all know that babies in the womb, they've proven this. It's a well-established fact that babies, you want the classical music, you want music because it can improve early brain development. Well, now this company figured out a way to put a small Bluetooth speaker that can be inserted into the lady <laughs> so you could blast the selection of your favorite tunes directly into the womb. In fact, there's even headphones that dangle out of the vagina <laughs> that are connected so the parents can listen to the same music that, you know, whatever you're listening to. So this is a vagina speaker. So I, obviously I'm going to get it for my wife. Now, what would be the playlist for my wife's vagina speaker is the question. Um, the Long and Winding Road by the Beatles, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Desert Rose, <laughs> High and Dry, <laughs> Twisted Sister, I Come in the Land from Down Under, Coolio, Fantastic Voyage. <laughs> fantastic Voyage. Coolio. <laughs> Not Enter Sandman? Oh, by Metallica, of course. That'll be a great one. Oh. Oh. And my mother's is, uh, my mother, I'm getting one for my mom. It's Hit the Road, Jack. All right. Or is it, uh, or is it Isaac yeah. Hayes, the Shaft remix? That could be a one. Yeah, it could be that too. Vagina more speakers. More money, more problems. Shaft. Yeah. 
All right, Scott, you can listen to mine. Yeah, you, you know what, Scott, you got to come over. I get that, and I and I have that in my wife, and uh, she's got the speaker going inside her, inside of me. I want that speaker popping on. You can listen to you know, "Beat It" by Michael Jackson or whatever you want. You know, you beat talk to my wife. Great, though. get on the same page. But I like to beat it. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> Doctor Dre's gonna make a lot of money off this thing. All right, "Beats by Dre." The vagina edition is happening. I mean, Eddie, is there an, is there a better song to be playing out of my wife's vagina? Yes, uh, "Heart Shaped Box" from Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. It really is. Isn't that what it's about? <laughs> That's amazing. And, and stumped up a pilot's Vaseline. Vaseline, I mean, yes. Vaseline would be perfect <laughs> as well. But Scott, you come over and you listen to that extra speaker, right? It's going to be a little awkward and uncomfortable. Whatever you, you want. I got it you. Done. Yeah, sure. When you say vagina speaker, all I could think of was like horse whisperer. For some reason, what? I thought it was someone who like speaks to the right. vagina. The vagina. That was my first. <laughs> <laughs> like for for your wife, she he could talk to it and get it working again. Well, you know, there's the Milan guy who's the dog whisperer. I've my wife used to like that show. Talk speaker. to the dogs are, and then there was Bruce Arians. He could come over and whisper the QB stuff. But we have a vagina speaker. You know, so the Tony <laughs> Robbins of vaginas needs to come over to my house and try to figure out a way to motivate my wife to do it again. Open up. Can we unretire that thing? Let's get a new speaker in the house. That used to be Newt Gingrich. That's a political joke. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's Morning Afters. We're going to talk about anger, youth sports, and maybe Carol Rosenblum again. Oh, my God. Twice? <laughs> That's all coming up next right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. He's the reason why the pill was invented. Ooh, I hate that. Just ask his parents. Back to everyone's favorite regret, Mike Babchick. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 82. Recapping the week that was. Don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere. And I mean anywhere. You get your podcast with my friends, Eddie Erickson, producer of Mad Dog Unleashed Forever, and Scott Messina, the producer of Morning After for Now. And yes, it's Scott, you had a meltdown this week on Morning Men. I think we have to relive oh. this thing and really break it down because I would say you're whining. Some would say you're just giving me a taste of my own medicine. Let's listen to what happened in a commercial break this week on Morning Men with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Colon. Scott, you get what I'm saying now? Not like, you what? know. <laughs> yeah, Scott's in a bad Fucking right over now. it, man. God damn it. I'm telling you, I can't. What just happened? I'm telling you, I can't find what you're looking <laughs> for. Amazing, and yet yeah. you continue to fucking text me during the Whoa. bad fight. When I'm Whoa, language. To How come script? I could do it? How yeah. come I could talk and text, but you can't not talk and, and text? Ooh, cool, How come? Fancy guy oh, yeah, look at Isn't me. that more challenging? It's not. You have two other guys that are talking during your thing. It's not just. You're not. Whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, talking. Whoa. I'm typing. The I'm just thing. saying you make it sound like thing. I'm only doing I'm one thing. I'm not talking about it, man. The thing. You're I'm telling you where up. it is. I'm telling you where it is. No, it's not because then I fucking looked for it and it whoa. wasn't there. Whoa. So shut the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> That's a hard F word. I love Shit. you, man. No. I'm done. You want to go out tonight? I'm not playing it next hour. Absolutely not. You sound not. awful. <laughs> what about the Tory cuts? You got those? Yes, I said yes to that, you piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. man. I don't know why they call you Angry Scott. I don't see it. You going to be all right? You got it out of your system. You feel better now, right? I allow you to talk to me like that. If I, I want allow to, you. I'd drive your house right now and smack you up. Oh my god. You don't remember how to get here. I, I know how to get there. <laughs> you mean when I helped you out when your car broke down? <laughs> and you talk to me like that. <laughs> I'll tell you, keep your friends close. 
Keep Scott closer. closer. Right? So you think you could find the Oladipo for next um? I searched Oladipo. <laughs> I searched I'm singing. It. I searched I ugly because you say I don't have it. You ugly. I don't know where it is. Wow. Did you find that cut? You could. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you actually no, did. Really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scotty actually texted me uh, later on that day. I think it was, and he's like, "Melissa, that's Scott's fiance." My fiance. My fiance. Getting married. My fiance. Uh, she, my fiance. She actually said something like, "Wow, I'm shocked Mike's still talking to you." So she, I think, was on my side. I actually think uh, is that true, Scott? I, ge- I guess not only did she say that, but later that night when she got home from work, she's like, "What the hell happened to you this morning?" So obviously, like, I'm down in the basement upstairs. This is like six thirty in the morning, oh, like no. six fifteen. Scott's going anger management. Um, this is very Melissa, interesting. Melissa by the way. heard me from upstairs, and wow. her parents are also here, and it's the morning Ooh. early, and they're just waking up. So I probably uh, well, let, let me ask you this, house. Scott. Disturbing. So she's n- she's never heard you react that way. Not because I mean, like that only I only get mad like that in like competitive situations, whether it's me playing, whether it's watching my teams on sports. Um, angry but Scott never doesn't come a- from nowhere. There is a reason. Wow. When I was ten years old, wait a minute. We this is great. Scott's on the couch. We're going to go. the way back machine. Hold Let's on. Let's go. Yeah, my mom almost sent me to anger management classes because of how I acted playing sports. I wow! That, I threw my helmet kid. in baseball oh, all the time. No. I threw the bat I when I would kid. strike out. Oh, I would throw God, the bat against kid. the cage. I playing football. I would always t- throw the football in anger. I would smack <laughs> myself in the helmet. That I don't care. And and <laughs> I got fine. ejected from a playoff game in Little League baseball one time when I muttered shit under my breath when I struck out. Looking. Oh, that's not right. The, I know the ump threw me out. That's and, not, I didn't, still, so I, and then and then I freaked out after that. Wow. And then they suspended me for the semifinals. And then in the championship game, <laughs> I actually got the game-winning hit, which is unbelievable. Redemption. Oh, what yeah, a redemption. Exactly. That's a 30 for 30 right there. Wow. Yeah. You know what would be, be better redemption? If, if you I actually track you. this guy down, and I'm sure you've looked up his address, and go to his house and kick the shit out of him. The ump. Hey, why don't you, that would be a better redemption. So a better art. So now maybe Melissa's just finding out that she's um, about to marry a younger, less better-looking version of Alec Baldwin. Because you know, your temper <laughs> is something through the roof. Watch anger management, all right? Musaya or whatever that, well, that was. Musra, Musra, yeah, figure that out. Ticking time bomb. Because I can't find the cut! There's just a new category that gets me to that level. It's sports, it's any competitive situation, and it's Mike Babchik. Not a boy. Big three, baby. Lose sports. Lose the sports part. You want to stick with me? Fine. But lose sports. Oh, You're too old to be too upset about yeah. that. I can't wait to play that rant at your wedding. All right. How about Steve Torrey? He loves sports. The big three for me with anger would be um, the Yankees lose. I drop my peanut M&Ms on the floor. When I can't remember if I took one or two gummies. Those are some of the, th- the things that get me pretty angry. But uh, Torrey was all over the sports this weekend. Rodgers with the Packers. Russell Wilson's headed to the Denver Broncos. Carson Wentz, of course, now the Washington Commanders. Mm. You know, as a member of the mates in high school, that was my crew name. And we actually took on the Commanders uh, in the soccer field. After a uh, crew, we had a big fight on the water <laughs> with the Commanders and the mates. Uh, very violent. Um uh, and, of course, his prayers were answered. As Major League Baseball and MLBPA, they come together, they finally get a deal. Baseball is back and will start around April 7th. But for Steve Torrey, it's March. So the focus, college basketball. And my man was all over all the conference tournaments this week. Here's wow. an interesting thing. In progress right now, and if you follow College Hoops, you'll be interested in this. Um, I don't know if anybody else be. would. 
but I'm going to give you the details <laughs> anyway because it is interesting, I think. Well, all right, I'm not interested. <laughs> all right, so then how about my son? Uh, Joey Babchik, he's going to be watching the tournament come uh, NCAA Thursday, Friday, first round. It's going to be great. But right now he's playing basketball in that fifth-grade basketball league. And I live in a town where the town over lives one Adam Shine from Shine on Sports. And Adam Shine was breaking down this week his daughter's basketball play and, well, this happened. Joey got a big victory end of the regular season on Saturday. In fact, Jolie was playing her game on Saturday at the high school right after Joey Babchek was playing in his game, Mike's son. And it was like right out of a movie. I was there. I was in the building. Joey Babchek, they called on him. He was on the court as the squad was able to seal a victory. My my good friend Dave, his his son Drew made a huge free throw to That's seal true. it. It was awesome watching that, it. That part Joey is- was all over the court. Defensive no. stopper. Oh. You know, he's got a little Gary Payton meets Dennis Rodman in his no, game. Yeah. Yeah, but right. when when the coaches a needed a big time defensive stand, Joey Babchek was all over that court in terms of just a defensive guru. I mean, it was like right out of central casting. So not only did Jolie win, I got to watch the end of of Joey Babchek just dominate. It was an epic competitive game. Joey Babchek with a defensive stand like no other as Mike Babchek's son was able to help propel his team to a huge victory this weekend. It was great. Who's better than Joe? Oh, good. Mark the <laughs> child. Simply Martin. amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Shines on planet delusional if he thinks my son's a good athlete. Gary Payton to Dennis Rodman. Yeah, both of great defensive guys, but that That's is amazing. a wild range. The that glove. Is, I mean, the point guard all the way to the toughest guy they, on the they, court. They, they call little Joey the glove. <laughs> They call him the glove. That's right, because he wears it on his wrong hand. My son, the big time athlete, who I bought a, uh, I bought one of those baseball things that like go on a pole and like you could hit it a thousand times and it twirls back to you. We set it up. He swung three times on the fourth swing. My son, with that bat, hit himself in the eye. And he's got a pretty big black eye where he went to school with, which is pretty cool, by the way. But you have Adam Shine, who of course only speaks facts, as sincere as they come. And if Adam Shine's going to tell you that Joey Babchick's a great athlete, he must be a great athlete because he's a friend of the radio program. <laughs> you know, they didn't call me the glove. You know what they called me? The sock because I had a stiff one under my bed. I really, I actually really did, though. <laughs> In college, I really did. I was like the walking the stereotype. Sock. Like American Pie, I actually I did a blueberry pie. I mean, so sure. I, just, I did whatever I saw out there you in pop life. culture. You lived I life. lived it, man. I've done you. many a couch. Good I'll tell you, you that much. Now, believe it or not, Mad Dog Chris Russo was all over this Calvin Ridley situation. I think he did a Ripley. great job. But <laughs> Ripley, sorry. Calvin uh, Ripley. But he wants, he wants Roger Goodell to investigate even more. In fact, oh, yeah. he's honed in on who he wants Roger Goodell to investigate next. Tell us something else the NFL should do. How about investigating the Rosenblum family? Carol, who put <laughs> 250 grand in go. 58 in the championship game 58. on the Colts minus three and Again? a half in that Yankee Stadium press box. And then, you know, 30, 20 years later, he's basically swimming uh, in the Atlantic Ocean dead. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> swimming Did he? dead. 
you're still dead. How do you swim in the Atlantic Ocean dead? Did Dog go back to Carol Rosenblum this week? Did he mention well, Carol he Rosenblum twice? Called for Peter King to call on Roger Goodell to launch an investigation into the 58 <laughs> championship game. <laughs> yeah, that's what Goodell's going to do. Drop everything, Roger. Stop it all. This gambling thing with the sports and then uh, Calvin, drop it. We still haven't figured out Washington yet. We got a problem yep. with an owner there. We have it in right. investigated uh, Miami Dolphins situation. We don't know what yep. happened there. Drop the it. Sean Watson still hanging in, in limbo. No, what we need to get to the bottom of, Carol Rosenblum. <laughs> Carol Rosenblum, 58. That's it, Roger. Stop everything. And figure this out. That's the big challenge for executive producer Bill Zerman. Digging up the past. <laughs> Mad Dog Sirius XM podcast, which you also could find anywhere. Dig up <laughs> Carol Rosenblum swimming in the Atlantic, in the Atlantic Ocean. Dead. <laughs> Get her or him on the Digging Up the Past podcast. So we're, Make we're it just, happen. We're doing really. Now Now it's not digging up the past. We're actually just digging people up. You're just digging for, them up. For the you podcast. Just dig up. You just dig them up. You figure it out. And then bring that skeletons and bones to Roger Goodell so he can properly investigate the stuff that really matters, which is this situation. 58 championship. 58 championship. Johnny United is throwing that ball. All right. It's time now for the dog mess of the week because if that wasn't it, well, maybe this was. It's a blank sandwich. <laughs> what is? That's what you want? So dog goes to the deli and that's how he orders his sandwich? Clear, Give me a blank sandwich? He just lets them order for him? I mean, man, this guy is just odd. Dog, though, at the deli when we used to be uh, in the building all the time, he used to order a triple-decker PB&J. Very, very odd, man. Hey, give me that blank sandwich, though. Steve Torrey, were you pleased with our performance today? I'm not even sure I know. Interesting. Woohoo! Very interesting. So that's, uh, we, we made it. Uh, yeah, Woohoo! This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The mates rallying cry. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Look out, commanders. Here come the mates. Woo-hoo. Ready? Woo-hoo. Set. Fire. Another episode of Patrick's Morning After in the Books for Eddie Erickson and Scott Messina. And thanks to the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC. They listen on the bowl. Nice foul is their leader. And he tells me that shady foul. Listens to the show twice on Saturday and twice on Sunday. And also, he never does a courtesy flush. So don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Baptrix Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. Until next time, it's time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time. If there is next time.